Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. It's always an honor and pleasure to be with you each week to present such amazing guests to you that can help you live the kind of life that you want. Today is no exception. My guest is Alan Seal. He's an award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and a leadership and transformation coach. His first book, Intuitive Living, A Sacred Path, received the COVR Visionary Award for the Best Book in Spirituality in 2001. His second book, Soul Mission Life Vision, has been hailed as a highly effective blueprint for readers eager to live a more effective life that impacts those around them and the larger society. And it's a comprehensive, in-depth guide for alignment. Welcome here. Welcome, Alan. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Yeah, it's great. You know, I've had you on the program before, and we've talked a lot about soul mission and life vision. And what I find very interesting is that you use spirituality but you have a very focused approach to finding your soul mission. Talk about that. Well, it's really a process of, of dropping down underneath the uh, activities of your life that really feed and sustain you to see what's really going on there. Um, because your soul mission is not an activity that you do. It's not a thing you do. Nobody's soul mission is to be a, a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or a mother or a librarian. You know, your soul mission is it's the energy that flows underneath that. And so we're always dropping down underneath to get to the essence and see what's really being fed and nurtured within you and what's the gift that you're giving through that situation. My sole mission is I liberate and empower. And that really, that's the passion and fuel for everything that I do, whether I'm working with clients and coaching or whether I'm leading a workshop or just having a conversation with a friend. You know, it's, it's always about uh, somewhere underneath there, there's that driving force of, of setting us both free and empowering us through that conversation to be the best people that we are. Mm. So... If you're doing some work and you're not happy with your work, does that mean you're not fulfilling your soul mission or not necessarily? Well, it means you're not tapped into it, probably. One of the great things about discovering soul mission is that you recognize, because it's not a specific activity, you recognize that it's something you can do all the time. You can live it in pretty much every moment of your life. It's not dependent on a particular circumstance or situation or job or relationship. Certainly, some circumstances and situations are going to be more conducive to living your soul mission, but that can be one of the gifts is sort of uh, figuring out how can I live my soul mission here so that you find that connection so that when you are because your soul is it wants to experience its greatness its magnificence all the time it wants to live large regardless of the venue of life in which you're you're living um, you know your soul will not engage if you're not being challenged and stimulated and fulfilled sometimes it's up to us to figure out what is it about this situation? How can I challenge and stimulate myself here? Maybe I'm not getting it from the outside, but how do I provide that for myself? As I, when I know my soul mission, then how do I live it here in this situation? I, I, 
counsel people all the time when they're talking about job changes. You know, you've got to find the way to be fulfilled in your current job, mm-hmm. and then you can leave it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. But if so, you for leave, example, if your sole mission was, I need to be creative and develop new pioneering activities or something like that, mm-hmm. and you're in a job where, you know, you love the company, but you're, you're a number cruncher and you're not being creative at all, then you would need to go back to your sole mission on that, right? Absolutely. And you might, you might even, in the short term, even look at, hmm, how can crunching these numbers, the results that we're getting from these numbers, or the purpose, why am I crunching these numbers? How can that relate to my sole mission in some mm-hmm. way? What's going to be created because of the numbers that we're going to have? We have these results. Now what do we Got do it. with that? You Got know? it. Now that doesn't mean you're going to stay in that position crunching numbers. Absolutely But what you're not. saying is you're going to learn how to, how to accept it and embrace it while you're in it. Yes, so that you don't take your dissatisfaction with you to the next job. You see, we've got to learn to be able to make peace with where we are so we don't carry the baggage with us to the next place. Right. And so that you don't think you're going to have to do that again. You can take it for the experience that it is at the time and realize, okay, in this job I've got to do this, but this isn't isn't what I choose to do again. Um, But it's okay. I'm learning from it. Exactly. And the, the, the faster that you're able to make peace with it and, and to start to find some kind of fulfillment or reward or at least some kind of enjoyment in it, the faster you can move on to the next position mm-hmm. because you've, you will have learned what you needed to learn there. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, Alan, can't you also learn that, yes, I can do this now and I've learned it, but I don't need to do that again because that's not what I need to do again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, you mentioned in your work that you experiment with a variety of intuitive modalities to identify how your intuition speaks to you best. What do you mean? You ask yourself some questions? You mean in terms of different modalities? Yes. No, actually, when I teach intuitive development uh, or the uh, I, I teach a four-day program called the Intuitive Soul Consultant Certification Program, it's actually to, to certify people to do intuitive soul work with clients. Um, in that training, as well as in the intuition and business work that I do, um, we, we play with different modalities such as working with tarot cards or various divination kinds of cards or um, a tool that's called psychometry, which is holding an object and feeling the vibration of that object. Mm-hmm. I use it to, to tap into the person that that object belongs to, and that just becomes a way of tapping in there kind of anonymously to that energy. Mm-hmm. We work with looking into people's eyes as you as you do a focused gaze um, into another person's eyes, you, that's like they say the eyes are the windows to the soul. It mm-hmm. truly opens you to a whole other um, realm of awareness of that person. You'll even see their face start to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a great way of working. We do um, uh, consultations with one another blindfolded. You take away uh, sight, and all of your other senses come alive in yeah. amazing ways. Yeah. Yeah. So it's various kinds of things like that and it's it's um to train the 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 person in the class the the participant to heighten their awareness on many levels you know using the tarot cards for instance it's not a class in the tarot we're not studying the tarot we're using the pictures on the cards to trigger your intuitive process and see that was my question is i'm thinking of corporate america and I'm thinking of them listening to looking into your eyes and using tarot cards and thinking, how does that kind of left brain, you know, modality in a sense or mentality accept that? 
so when I'm working in corporate America, then um, first of all, with the with the tarot cards, I take I have these fabulous cards, the uh, Voyager deck by. Um, um, in uh, the moment, his name is James Wanless, who had created. He's a psychiatrist on the West Coast, and he's created this. Thing. Alan, we're going to have to take a break. It came up on me suddenly. Okay. My guest is Alan Seal. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com I'm Patricia Raskin, and my guest today is Alan Seal. He's an award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership transformation coach. His first book is Intuitive Living, A Sacred Path, and his second book, which we're going to talk a lot about today, is Soul Mission, Life Vision. Alan has served on the teaching facilities of Chattawaga. Did I say that correctly, Alan? No, Chautauqua. Chautauqua Institution, the New York Open Center, Wainwright House in Rye, New York, New York City's Learning Annex, the Boston Learning Society, and many other learning centers and conferences and retreats throughout North America and Europe. 
He was a featured presenter at the International Coach Federation Annual Conference in both 2003 and 2006 and is on the teaching faculty of the International Coach Academy. And Alan is a life coach. He works both personally and in business and in corporate America. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you. We're talking about corporate America. We're talking about using tarot cards and looking to people's eyes and how corporate America has accepted that because of the results that you get. Talk about that. Well, I just work a little bit differently. Um, in, in corporate America, I'll still use those cards sometimes, but just let people pull a card and, and uh, what does that picture say to them? Uh, you just have to ease in a little bit more slowly and uh, let them become comfortable in the process. But as long as you use their language and build a bridge, then I find you can go almost anywhere. The key is to ground what you're talking about and put it in a language that can be accessible there. The whole looking into people's eyes, I do some different kinds of exercises of moving around the room and um, just treat it a little bit differently than just, it's not just sitting and staring into other person's eyes, um, but we do some, some circle exercises and things that are very fun and uh, definitely start to break down barriers very quickly. Mm. Meaning barriers so that you can get to what you're... Your soul is saying. Yes, barriers, barriers within themselves and barriers between them and each other. Interesting. So, for example, if you had two folks in that workshop who were at odds with each other or you had uh, the boss and the person who was working under, if you, and that's not the right way to say this, but you had two colleagues and they were not working well together, would an exercise like this help them break through that? Uh, we might do some things a little bit differently than that, but um, definitely some tools to help, again, break down the barriers. It's amazing how many things you can do in silence um, so that there's no talking. Mm. And when they don't have to talk, mm. then the barriers come down very quickly. Um, mm. But as soon as they have to talk to one another, then the barriers go back up because they're afraid of what to say and what not to say mm. and so forth. So we do a lot of work um, in the silence in different kinds of ways with some circle exercises and various things and let them experience a lot of things. And then as they start to talk about their experiences, then we can begin to move into, hmm, how would this impact the workplace? Right, if you could apply it there. Mm -hmm. I see. Very good. Now, you also in your work, which I'm fascinated with because we've, I've interviewed with you before, you have a Native American manifestation wheel where people look at their life in different areas. Talk about that. Well, this was a wheel based on the medicine wheel of the Lakota tribe, uh, the Plains Indians, and I had used that wheel quite a bit in my own work and then started thinking about, hmm, how could you adapt this for 21st century application, mm-hmm. both in your personal life and in business? And so I, d- I did adapt that wheel, and I actually have an- another book that will come out next spring called Manifestation, The Art and Practice of Co-Creation, mm-hmm. which is all about that manifestation wheel. It's an incredibly powerful tool for project development and management, for uh working out a, a process for yourself, for visioning, for solving a problem, for
for manifesting your dreams. Uh, it's pretty much anything you can put on that wheel from the tiniest project up to a project that might take several years to do. It has eight different in the Lakota wheel, they call them houses. Uh, if you can imagine the wheel is just pie pieces all together, there are eight of them. The first is intention, getting really clear of what is the project you're putting on the wheel, what is it that you want to manifest. Mm-hmm. The second house is peace. You've got to make peace with that which you want to manifest. And in fact, then to make sure that there is peace throughout your life or throughout your company, anywhere that there is conflict in your organization or in your life, that's going to be draining energy away from this project. And so we're um, working out those conflicts as much as possible in that second house. The third house is energy. We're not making an action plan yet, but we're building up the energy, hooking into the passion. Why is this project important? How are things going to be different once this Mm -hmm. is manifested and so forth to really get the energy up? The fourth house is guidance, uh, where we do this process using the quantum field to go remember the future and let the future show us what it was like and how we got there. It's a really fun, very fun process of of seeing the pathway towards this manifestation. Mm -hmm. Fifth house is empowerment. How is this going to empower me to be all that I can be as well as everyone else whose lives this project might touch? Mm -hmm. How does it serve everyone involved? Um, And is there any way that it doesn't serve everyone involved? If so, we need to make some adjustments. Finally, in the sixth house, you make an action plan. And what makes this action plan different than any other um, traditional sort of action plan is that you're always aware in this action plan of who you are in the process and what what's how's your soul engaged in this process all the way through and we build this action plan by starting out a year after it had already been manifested and tap into that energy and then walk backwards through time and the whole the whole uh, structure of the action plan is revealed to you, and then you simply fill in the details. It's, a, it's also a very fun process and a really incredibly exciting process of seeing, oh, my gosh, this is totally doable. This is, uh, everything about this is, can work. The, sixth, the seventh house is um, surrender. At a certain point in a manifestation process or when you have a project, the project is developing now. You've done your action plan. You've put it into motion. You've got to let go of it and let it take on the life of its own. And then the last house is legacy. Um, it's so important in all of our projects, in our, both in our personal lives and in our organizations and businesses, to be aware of how is what we're doing impacting the future and not just next week or next year but seven generations out Mm. what are we creating for those to Mm. come and this this last house especially really and the whole manifestation wheel really and the process of it it puts you in touch with your and your role in the creation of the mass consciousness from a much bigger perspective yes so that you realize that even if i'm if i'm my project is redecorating my house you know from the the products you choose to buy to the people that you work with to the everything about it how is it is it green or is it creating lots of environmental issues you know i mean what from every step of the way you are having an impact Mm -hmm. on the global consciousness the mass Mm -hmm. consciousness Now, when you teach your retreats and your workshops, because I know you have many upcoming and you also travel out of the country, do you do the manifestation wheel in your groups generally? It depends on what the workshop is. I mean, there is actually a four-day workshop just on the manifestation wheel. Um, When I teach intuition in business, 
Um, depending on the length of that workshop, if it's a week-long thing, then I include the manifestation wheel in that. Um, if it's just a two-day workshop, then we don't. There's not time to get to the manifestation wheel. Um, the, the, some of the principles of the manifestation wheel, though, are certainly there in everything I do because I, I'm always bringing together concepts of evolutionary consciousness mm-hmm. and spirituality with principles of quantum theory with so, then your everyday life. So what you're basically doing is you're, you're getting out of the detail of the project and the personalities and you're looking at what's the broader perspective in everything. Yes. And what's the essence? What's the potential? The energy that's driving it. Because we tend to think of potential as a thing, as an outcome. But to p- potential is actually an energy. You could say it's like the sole mission of the project. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that potential will drive it and it will tell you, show you each next step if you'll follow it. And it has an energy of its own, doesn't it? It has an intelligence of its own. Mm, how interesting. If people want to find out more about your work, Alan, tell us about that. You can go to my website. It's www.alanseal.com. That's A-L-A-N-S is in Sam, E-A-L-E, alanseal.com. There's a, it's a pretty big website. There's a lot there and uh, a lot of wonderful opportunities for learning and growth. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to go to break in about a minute. But before we do... Would you have a piece of advice for folks that find that because of either changing structures at work or changing personalities or personnel, that what they once loved they're having difficulty with? How do you help people? What's the first thing somebody should do to try to pull themselves back on track? The first thing is to ask what's the gift in this situation? What's the opportunity here? Um, And again, you may realize that this is now not the place that you want to work. It's not okay. to feel how it once did. But what's the opportunity here? Maybe the opportunity is for you to get really clear about what's important for you now in your work mm-hmm. so that you have that clarity, and then you can go seek the next position that's yeah. going to bring you that. Yeah, yeah. Or you know what, what doesn't work, and you don't want to repeat that. Yes, but better to focus on getting really clear about what does work because if you're focusing on what doesn't work, you're going to bring that in again. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you focus on what does work, then you go look for it. it and you create it. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Excellent. My guest is Alan Seal, award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership and transformation coach. His first book is Intuitive Living, A Sacred Path, and his second book is Soul Mission, Life Vision. And Alan travels all over the world giving workshops in this country for workshop centers, retreats out of the country. You can log on to his website at alanseal.com, A-L-A-N-S-E-A-L-E.com. He does individual coaching as well as corporate coaching as well. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, 
Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine & Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women & Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women & Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women & Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. VoiceAmerica.com everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, I really believe in Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive strategies to help you live the kind of life that you want. Today is no exception. If you're listening on Monday, April 9th, you can call us live, and we are here at 866-472-5788. My guest today is Alan Seal, who is an award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership and transformation coach. His first book is Intuitive Living, A Sacred Path, and his second book is Soul Mission, Life Vision, which has been hailed as a highly effective blueprint for readers eager to live more effective lives that impact those around them and the larger society. Alan does his workshops and retreats all over the country and all over the world. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks very much. Okay, we were talking about... um, Manifestation. You talked a lot about the wheel, the Lakota wheel. But let's talk about the word manifestation. I mean, to me that means manifesting or seeing in action what's in your head. Talk about that. Well, it, it literally means bringing ideas into form. And um, for most people, they think that of manifestation as this sort of magical process that just happens and you don't really know how that happens or it's something that other people do but but I don't necessarily do when in fact manifestation is actually even a pretty predictable process because we are constantly manifesting our lives all the time manifestation is a process of the alignment of thought um, intention action belief uh, expectation it's so it's, it's all about alignment of energy What's really important, though, about manifestation 
is that uh, there's a lot of talk these days about the law of attraction, and the law of attraction is certainly a very uh, big piece of it, but there's something more than the law of attraction, and that's the law of vibration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law of attraction is just a, is a subsidiary law of the law of vibration. The law of vibration says that energy is always in motion and that it vibrates at a particular frequency. And then the law of attraction says, well, like attracts like, so that similar frequencies will be attracted to one another. When you are working in the manifestation wheel uh, and, and in the manifestation process, it is about aligning frequencies all the way through. The key is, are you aligning your, the energy to a thing that you want, whether that's something you want to have happen, or so and it's an event or a circumstance, or whether it's a, a physical thing that you want. Whatever that is, are you aligning energy to that, or are you aligning energy to the potential that flows through that? And here's what I mean by that. That we tend to think that we want things in our lives because of what we're going to get to do then, mm-hmm. who we're going to get to be with, you know, those kinds of things. When the truth is, we want things in our lives because who we get to be when we're doing that or having that. Mm. And so the focus must come to the beingness, which means now we must focus on the potential mm. that is there to unfold through that manifestation process. Mm. So that even though you may say, I want this new house, mm-hmm. and so you're focusing on the new house, what we must do is focus on what's the potential that wants to mm-hmm. unfold through that new house? Mm-hmm. What is the amazing thing that wants to happen in your life through that house? So, for example, it might be that you feel freedom, that you feel joy, that you feel liberated, that you have, um, you know, lots of space. I mean, is that kind of what you're talking about? Absolutely. Or maybe it's, you know, you have in mind a particular kind of house, but when you ask, what's the potential, what really wants to happen here? Because that's the question I'm asking all the time. What wants to happen here? Mm -hmm. From that intelligence and the potential that we talked about in the last segment. Um, When we ask that, what wants to happen here about your new house, perhaps a lot of things come up that you've already been thinking about, and then... All of a sudden it comes out too, and you need to be by those hiking trails or by those running trails mm-hmm. because you must spend more time outside in nature. Mm-hmm. There's potential that's wanting to unfold here through this house is mm-hmm. to live mm-hmm. in a space that's close by nature. Yeah. And maybe it's that the house will be very open and light and airy so that you can feel much more connected to nature than you are now. So that's telling you, hmm, I need to be focusing on that house that's maybe out on the edge of town, not the not the one that's right in the center of town or that's in the suburb or in the in the subdivision. You know, I need to have a little more space or I need to be by that city park. You know, this it's this kind of thing of recognizing, oh, that's the potential that's wanting to unfold. Now I keep focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm aligning energy to. Yeah. You know, many years ago, Marion Weinstein wrote a book called Positive Magic. She's been around for like 30 years. And I, I remember in the, it was in the 70s, and I remember reading that and thinking about the two things she talked about, which were form and essence, which is very much what you're talking about. You know, what are the essence qualities of that thing that I want? What's behind it? What does it bring me? Mm-hmm. And that's very similar to what you're talking about in terms of essence. What are the qualities? What, are, what is it going to, how is it going to make me feel because of the qualities I'm getting? Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. 
And then you choose to be that person now. So, for example, Alan, let me ask this for the, for the listeners. Let's say that you really, all right, I'm thinking of a few things. You really want to go on that trip, all right, or you really want that new job, or you really want to date this person again. Uh-huh. So what you would look at there is how do I feel when I'm there? What are the What is happening? What's the potential that's happening? Or what do I think is going to happen by getting those things? It's asking the question of who will I get to be mm-hmm. when I'm in that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I must be that person now, and then I'm starting to align the energy that would attract that particular Situation. Or that vacation or that relationship into my life. Right. So if I wanted to be freer or more creative or more childlike, I would look for those, the forms or the situations that would allow me to do that. Uh, Yes, and I would also choose to just be that and then let those forms and situations start to be drawn to me. Got it. I see. So don't wait to find the situation. Yes. And that may be, that may be where a lot of us stray in a sense. And I don't mean that in a, because we think we have to find the situation first. And you're saying don't. No, be it. It will, sh- it will find you. If you're vibrating at the right frequency, it will find you. Okay. And the frequency is all about the energy that you put out. Yes, it has to do with your thought. It's that, it's the, the, I call it reality fields. The vibe, it's a reality field is a non-physical space that contains all of the energetic qualities necessary, uh, for something to unfold. So it, it's creating the situation, the circumstance, the environment that is conducive to mm-hmm. that unfolding. So if you're worrying and fretting and fearful, that in itself can bring you a situation then that's negative or fearful. That is that right? You, that will bring you what it is that you're afraid of. That will bring you what you're fretting over because that's where all of your focus is. Yeah. Now, it's not to say let's deny that those things exist. They, the situation may be very real. What you're afraid of or what you're worrying over might be something that's very real. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is it's acknowledging it's real but am I going to focus on solving a problem or am I going to focus on creating a new reality? I must focus on creating a new reality. In working in corporations, particularly on your intuition and business workshop, what do you find is the most common issue that folks raise when they take your workshops in intuition and business? Well, the... The big thing is giving themselves time and the opportunity to to step back and take an intuitive look rather than uh, be constantly caught up in the drama of what's happening or the pressure of what's happening. Uh, things move very fast in the business world. And so that it's easy to be so caught up in the next deadline and in the next demand that's just been placed on you or the next thing that's happening in the situation and not just take and, and and we're talking about sometimes five minutes we're not talking about days you know but just taking the time to step back and breathe into this situation and saying okay what's really happening here mm-hmm. you know it's one of the great gifts of that exercise of doing the intuitive work with blindfolds on is that then we 
when you're sitting on a telephone call for a meeting that you you're, have learned how to start to pick up energy mm-hmm. without being in the room. You know, it's, it's like you're developing skills and tools, intuitive skills and tools. There's a lot of feeling when people so come into those workshops at first that I don't know how to do that, they'll say. You're asking me to do something I don't know how to do. And I, have to, I just have to say, what if you did? What if you just pretended right now that you did know how to do it? Are you willing to just play the what-if game and see what happens? And things open very quickly. Now, we also create an incredibly safe space in those workshops um, and break down barriers between people within the first hour so that people start to feel very comfortable and, and move very much more freely in that space. And then by the time they leave that workshop, whether that's a two-day workshop or a five-day workshop, by the time they leave there, they have learned some skills, become much more facile with some skills, so now they can go back into the workplace and use those skills. Are you ever called on to work with some folks that are having difficulty with each other? Are you ever called on to help people to intervene in that sense? Yes, and it's just, it's almost always a matter of communication. Um, it, it can be as simple as at first just saying, well, what do you need to say mm-hmm. to each other? You know, mm-hmm. let's just. But what if a person says, I don't want to say it because I'm going to be rude or mean? Oh, say, well, how can you say that in a place of integrity, with, with some integrity and respect for the other right. person? Because the other person can't hear you if you say it being mean. So how can you say what you need to say in a way that they can hear you and have respect for that person? Even if you don't like them personally, they still are down deep inside. There's a soul there. Yeah. Let's go meet them at the soul level. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, right. you know, you may not be able to address that between the two of them in the first five minutes of your conversation <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. But if to say, hmm, we have a conflict here, Let's just do some work for a while, and then we'll come back around to that conflict and see where we are. Mm. Sometimes things have started to resolve already, or they're already seeing their way through the conflict. Great. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is the award-winning author, Alan Seal. His website is alanseal.com, A-L-A-N-S-E-A-L-E.com. Alan is an award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership and transformation coach. His books are Intuitive Living the Sacred Path and Soul Mission Life Vision. And Alan speaks at retreats and at workshop centers all over the world. You can log on to his website, as I said, at alanseal.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. 
Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Andy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon pacific 3 p.m eastern on the voice america channel living the green life for a human healthy and planet-friendly lifestyle VoiceAmerica.com. hi everyone we are back you were listening to positive living and i'm patricia raskin um, just to let you know that you can log on to my website, RaskinResources.com, and it will, there's a link there that will take you right to VoiceAmerica.com, or you can link on to VoiceAmerica.com and listen to all of my archive shows, and the show with Alan Seal certainly is one of them. But they're all there, and you can listen at your leisure, as well as tuning in on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. My guest is Alan Seal, award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership and transformation coach. His first book is Intuitive Living, A Sacred Path, his second book is Soul Mission Life Vision. He teaches all over the country and all over the world. And Alan, Alan's book, uh, Soul Mission Life Vision, has been hailed as a highly effective blueprint for us to live more effective lives that impact those around us and the larger society. Okay. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you very much. Um, I know your website is alanseal.com, S-E-A-L-E. And I wanted to um, talk a little bit about a workshop you're going to be doing actually in 08 at a place called Pervita in Costa Rica, and it's going to be called um, Intuition in Business. Yes. And one of the things that you talk about in your work that I'd like you to incorporate into this is finding that inner wisdom, you know, tapping in, because we all have it. How do you tap into that in this workshop? Well, um, we start with going straight to the soul because intuition, in its, which is really that, in, that inner wisdom, um, intuition in its highest form is the voice of your soul and the voice of spirit, God, consciousness, whatever you call that creative and sustaining force of the universe. And so we, we begin by going deep inside through a very structured uh, way of, of, or a very structured process of taking you deep inside straight to your soul so that you begin a conversation with your soul to live intuitively, to live in that inner wisdom, whether that's guiding you in your personal life or in your professional life or running your business. That's all about really having an ongoing conversation with your soul. Mm-hmm. And so our process is about putting you in touch with your soul and and then engaging in that conversation all the time. Mm. 
Okay. And what are some of the things that you plan to do in this workshop if folks want to have this wonderful vacation in Costa Rica and enjoy the beautiful rainforest and the altitudes and the lush greenery, but they also want to learn about tapping into their wisdom through business? What are some of the things you're going to cover? Well, we'll work um, the first couple of days of that workshop because it's five days. The first couple of days will be very focused on your personal um, awareness and personal spiritual awareness. So we work a lot with energy centers in the body and tapping into that, uh, becoming very aware of what's going on inside of you, of who you are in your essence and your truth, getting very comfortable sitting in your soul and recognizing what that is, recognizing soul as your essence, as the the life force, uh, the, the breath of life as it flows through you. Um, and so we spend the first couple of days with that, and then we begin to move more into uh, practicum kinds of exercises on the, on the third day for developing your intuition. Uh, I find that your intuition develops hand-in-hand with your own self-awareness and spiritual awareness so that a lot's happening in opening your intuition in the first two days, even though we're not so much working with it uh, in, a, in a, such an obvious and direct way. The third day we start to play with exercises and games and things to begin applying intuition towards your business a lot, mm-hmm. asking your business questions, recognizing that your business is also an entity. It has a soul, tapping into the soul of your business and letting it talk to you. Um, and then we move in the last two days on into the manifestation process and learning the manifestation wheel as a business tool because the manifestation wheel is very much a, um, uh, an intuitive tool. It's an, a tool based on or fed by your inner wisdom as well as ancient wisdom because the manifestation wheel brings together mm-hmm. ancient wisdom traditions with quantum theory and consciousness and spirituality to to give you tools for alignment of energy and manifesting the greatest potential for your life and for your business. Alan, do you think that we all have that inner wisdom and that intuition? Absolutely. It's just a matter of are you willing to take the time to discipline yourself mm-hmm. to really develop it? It's, you know, and certainly some people are better at being plumbers and some people are better painters and, and artists and other people have really incredible access to their intuition. You know, certainly we all have talents in different ways, but to some degree that is definitely there for every single person. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter, and, and you think the reason that we don't tap in enough is because what you're saying is it takes practice. It, it and, and listening, inner listening. It takes practice, but also we have no um, no support for that in our culture. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in our culture that encourages you to live intuitively. Now that is, there is more and more talk about that lately. And you know, in fact, you know, the December 2004 issue of Fast Company magazine named "Acting on Intuition" the number one out of a hundred, the number one trend that would change how we live and work. Really, and that's a very a hip. Uh, entrepreneurial magazine. Yes, it is. And um, so it's it's really, it, that word intuition is coming into the mainstream a lot, but again, people don't really know what that is. It's just a word we throw around a lot, but don't necessarily define. In our work, in my work with intuition, we get really clear about what it is and give you really practical skills and tools to be able to use. In my work, regardless of what it is that we're doing, to me, if you can't know how you're going to apply it to your life right now today, then it's not, it doesn't mean anything. 
It's got to be applicable right now. So intuition doesn't mean airy-fairy, pie-in-the-sky, you know, just daydreaming. Absolutely not. It's, it's tapping into that inner wisdom, that voice of your soul, and it's tapping into the quantum field to recognize what is the potential here, what's wanting to unfold. It's tapping into ancient wisdom. It's tapping into the, the field of all that has ever been, is now, and will ever be. How does that guide you and direct you? Mm-hmm. It's all about remembering the future because if, we, mm-hmm. if, if, if in that realm of consciousness or in the quantum field, past, present, and future don't exist as we know it, it's just all there in the soup mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we talk about remembering the past all mm-hmm. the time. Well, why can't we remember the future? It's, it's right there. It's, it's kind of like when we say, I know I'm going to be there, or I know that's going to happen. And mm-hmm. people say, well, how do you know? Well, I just know. Right. You know, I know I'm going to meet my soulmate, or I know I'm going to end up being president of a company, or I, I know that my children are going to do well, or I know that you just know it. And there's an inner knowing, and that's what I think you're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's, we have to learn how to tap into that inner knowing and access it all the time, not just when it happens right. by mistake. All right, Alan, your message. If people get one thing out of this interview on Soul Mission Life Vision and using your intuition in business and in your life. The one message I would say is start asking that question, what wants to happen here? Not what do I want to make happen, but what is What's their energy for? What is it that's trying to happen? What's the opportunity in this moment? What's the, the gift of this moment, even when it's a big challenge? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you approach every single thing as a gift and an opportunity, mm-hmm. your life opens up in astounding ways. Mm-hmm. Alan, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you. It's my pleasure. That was wonderful. For a moment, if you can. My guest has been Alan Seal. And Alan is an award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership and transformation coach. You can log on to com. Folks, next week my guest is Dr. Christine Page. She is the author of Spiritual Alchemy, How to Transform Your Life. Dr. Christine Page is a medical doctor who's been acclaimed as one of the greatest living mystics. She's the author of the groundbreaking books, including Frontiers of Health, and she's known on both sides of the Atlantic for her teachings and pioneering ways in which she combines modern science and ancient wisdom. You can log on to christinepage.com. Folks, remember, stay happy, stay healthy, find the support you need, use your inner voice and guidance, and know that you can create the life that you want. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great day. Alan? been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.
Voice America.